You're listening to The Universal Family, a podcast about our love for Universal Orlando. This is episode 22, where we talk to our new friends, Lord and Lady Malaby, from the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast. Time for this adventure and this podcast to begin. Lady Malaby. That was cringe. I'll say it with my southern accent. It was funny. Don't forget the ideas, Lee. Do you have to be officially a lord and a lady? Or can we just say you are officially a lord and a lady? I think you officially have to be. That's not very fair. You can probably buy it on the internet. Probably. So welcome. We have guests, in case you haven't heard their voice yet. Hi, Lee and Tracy. I'm Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. (laughs) This one over here in the green is Zine. I'm Zine. Hey, Hi, Hi. Hi, Lee and Tracy. I'm Tayan. Hi, Tayan. Hi, Tayan. And I'm Brian. Hello. Hey, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. So uh, the, you guys hear us talk about these people all the time, even if you don't know them by <laughs> once name. Once per episode. At least yeah. once per episode. That's our rule. We even use their yes, acronym. Laura, yes, I get disappointed, Laura, if you don't mention this. <laughs> well, Brian did last time. He checked the box. <laughs> That's fair. So, I, I, I mean, to... To put this in perspective, I think we've, I'm sure we've mentioned this before, so forgive us for being redundant, but when we were sitting around listening to these guys do their podcast, the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, is when we were, you know, I'm sure if you listen to any podcast, and if you are listening to ours and you do, you catch yourself always talking back to your device or chiming in on conversations of people that can't hear you at all. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you're a weirdo. <laughs> right. And we are. <laughs> So we, found our, <laughs> so we found ourselves in our car having these conversations as they were talking about their topics. And we thought, why don't we just do this ourselves as a little family? So they were truly our inspiration to get this started. Yeah. And here we are. And also we found their podcast because we were so excited for our upcoming trip at that point. I think Tay and found it, right, Tay? No, you found it. Yeah. So I searched Universal Podcasts and I mean, I didn't find much, but definitely found this one, the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast. And I, I thought, well, I'll try this. And then Tay and I know started listening to it pretty regularly at work because we were stuff. just so excited to go. You just want to hear people talking about it. It was the hype. Yeah. It was. There are not many. There are not many Universal podcasts no. out there still, even today. And yeah. even the other ones that exist. I mean, you guys really are the cream of the crop. For sure. Sometime, sometime I'd like to hear about the graveyard of Universal Podcasts, where, where I'm sure we will end up at some point in the near future. Oh, man. We only have to go for a couple of weeks. We have no idea where we were going to be when we started this yeah. thing. Who knows? We'd be going 12 years later. Yeah. That's amazing. So you guys started 12 years ago. Well, Almost. 11 and a half. Our first episode came out on April 7th, 2011. My God. Man. Dang. Wow. No. How did it start? I don't even remember going to Universal in 2011. Because <laughs> you were probably like four or something. You should know exactly how old. <laughs> yeah, you were what? In 2011. I was six. six. Yeah. Wow. How did your guys' podcast start? I suppose I have to take over this, yeah. Donna. So we went to we went to Orlando for the first time in 2004, and then quickly went back in 2005 and absolutely fell in love with Universal. Um, Islands of Adventure, as you guys know, is just a theme park unlike any other theme park anywhere, and it just it blew us out of the water. So we came back and and kind of kind of like you guys did, getting excited about your next trip. We didn't know when we were going to go back at that point, so it was just trying to find things to immerse myself back in that culture. 
yeah. and started finding the uh, the other park down the road we shall not talk about. <laughs> There's lots and lots of podcasts about yes. that. Mm-hmm. We're trying to find, yeah, like hundreds of them, but trying to find Universal podcasts. Back then, there was barely any, and most of them that had started at that point had kind of faded into mm-hmm. the background. Um, I actually went on a Disney podcast and did a trip report, a, a, a UK-based one, and kind of like, I enjoyed that. I like talking. Mm-hmm. I, I kept pestering them because I wanted, to, I just, I thought, I'll go on somebody else's. It's already set up. And they were like, oh, we don't really need anyone at this point. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'll just do my own. When you started, did you um, did you think about at that point how much it was going to break your heart to be talking about Universal and thinking about it constantly when you couldn't go? No. <laughs> but honestly. does it? Does it bother? Like, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I know it's something we're going to get talking about later on. So every year when Halloween Horror Nights comes around and I'm not there, yes, it's very difficult to talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I feel like we are cheaters in this because you guys really do impress me in the fact that I can't imagine being as far away from it as you are. Like, I feel a little guilty because we can just drive down and go sometimes. I mean, it's a little bit of a drive. We're pretty far, though. Yeah, to it's be a good not drive. as far as them. But, but not nearly as complicated. Like, for you guys to dedicate the time to make those trips as much as we want to even, I don't know how you do it. I mean, that's super impressive to me. Yeah. Well, technically, if you're traveling 11 hours, it's closer for us because we only fly for nine. <laughs> yeah. That's, Ooh, that's, that's a very cool. good point. Yeah. So. Well, well, anybody, anybody listening. Listening, don't be put off by the British accents. We do have two other hosts with us. Now, Chris is much closer than the rest of us because oh, I think he lives about three hours away. Yeah. And I Love hate you. him for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Michelle's in South Carolina, so she's about seven or eight hours yeah. away. Have you ever been to a Universal that isn't in Orlando, like Japan? Hollywood. Not yet. Or Hollywood. Say, no, technically, oh, technically, yes, technically we yes, because we went to a park in Spain back in 1999. Um, called yeah. Port Aventura. It's still open now, but at the time it was owned by Universal. So technically, that's um, pretty cool. Do they have Universal IPs there, or was it all just like a park that Universal happens to own? I think it was more sort of character character meet and greets and stuff, yep. but the actual park itself wasn't. That makes sense. Mm. Do you guys ever go to other parks when you're over here? I just I don't know why I never thought about that before. Like, we went you... to see when we were over last. Mm. Yeah, I knew that one. But like, do you ever go to like was, I don't know? Was that your first time at SeaWorld? No, 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 no. We've no. been a ton of times. Um, I've never been there. Yeah. I love Sea World. It's not Universal, but I like. It. Yeah, we like we like Bush Gardens as well, but it's a bit of a trek. Disney yeah. has that's that dirty word. That <laughs> Disney has just become a, a nightmare to negotiate. To yeah. be quite honest, and I don't know whether you guys are seeing it from yeah. but from being on the Universal oh, yes. side. Oh, that we... influx of people coming over to Universal from Disney mm-hmm. is massive. It, we've seen it in the crowds in our trips down there. Like it is clearly. I mean, we've we've we typically go the same times a year, like for a long time. For how long have we had to Universal? Now? Eight we, or nine. We normally years. go in the spring, and then we used to go a lot at Thanksgiving Thanksgiving time, which is November. So it's been easy for us to track trends of ourselves because we're always going around the same times, and it is clearly the crowds are changing drastically at Universal at this point, from our observation at least. Yeah, without a doubt, because I know so many people who, like even people with, with little kids who would, Disney is your bread yeah. and butter, aren't just like, I'm not going to Disney anymore because it's just, we were going to go to Hollywood Studios for one day when we were over in September mm-hmm. and just the price and the logistics yep. of it, we were just like, nah, yeah. can't be bothered. Yeah. That was just actually our, our last trip before the pandemic was to Hollywood It was Studios. in March 2020, yeah. we went. Um, and we went for Tan's birthday. We, he wanted to see the star wars stuff 
So we yeah. planned uh-huh. we planned the cheapest trip and quickest trip that we could. It was like two days in the Disney parks. Staying on site. We went an hour before the, the park opened. So we get like registered to go into the the ride uh, and we probably shouldn't just start talking about oh, yeah, that. Go anyway, <laughs> long story short, we put in all that extra effort for the kids' sixteenth birthday. We were in the queue to ride the ride. Uh, what's the big His ride 15th called? Birthday. Ride, ride, ride of resistance. Yeah. Oh, so you yeah. are going to tell the story. Sorry. So I just wanted to say it was the worst day I've <laughs> ever had in a theme it's an park. Okay and story one of the worst days ever. Negative story. Exactly. Well, we were having a good time at the little things, waiting on our time to ride the big ride, Muppets. which was the reason we went Muppet Ride, best awesome. ride ever there for sure. So. Um, but then they shut the ride down in the middle of the day. It was like noon. we were the last people on the yeah. list. And they, they were like, sorry, we're just closing it down for the day for maintenance problems. We're like, dude, we're like in the middle of the day. We, we've we done all of these things to do what you've told us to do to ride the ride. And here you're telling us it's closed for the rest of the day now. I mean, yeah. and, they're, and I understand things happen, but their attitude towards us complaining was just like, tough titty. I mean, yeah. sorry, people. I mean, completely not understanding. A core memory I have about that story is my Nana. She's a very nice person, <laughs> but that day she turned into a bit of a Karen and she went up to the... What? worker Means. and was like she was like we're picking universal next time <laughs> awesome I love I love that. that's the best story ever oh man and that really was the last time we were there oh well anyway Disney's just an odd place them. to be i don't think i'll ever take my kids there i don't want to raise them on that idea oh, yeah god bless you <laughs> so we, you guys we did I, it right brian yeah i guess so you know one of your your i remember i don't remember what number episode it was because god you guys have like a thousand Hundreds. or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, 530 episodes. Jeez. Oh 530 episodes. So, I know. I just edited 531. Oh, my God. I mean, that's... I don't even... It's one of those that you. I would never be able to listen to all of them, but I do scan and try to find Topics um, and, ones that are really yeah. cool from the past. Well, then the challenge is there. We have listeners in the Producers Club, Laura, which you are a member. The only yes. one of your family is at this point. Oh, okay. oh, we join everything as one. Pony don't, up, don't, guys. Come, come on. Are you kidding me? We're there a, a one headed monster over here. It's all Lars. Yeah. There are listeners in that there are listeners in that producers club that have gone back and listened to every single episode. Mm-hmm. And I applaud their mental capacity. That's amazing. Yeah, we should employ some of those listeners to make a list of the must listen episodes. <laughs> oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> you, <laughs> number one. No. Do you OP rank your favorite episodes. <laughs> And you told me, Lee, a few episodes that were key that, that you enjoyed um, from the past, and I've listened to those, so that's cool. Yeah, I think you mentioned one on one of yours recently. The, one of the favorite ones I ever did was um, uh, William Kidd, the guy who oh, did most awesome. of the, the composed oh, yeah. most of the music. Oh, I took that one to the whole family to listen to. I've listened to it twice now. I mean, that is yeah. Which one? The composer. Of oh, the my God. I still need to listen to that because that music really does like touch me. I want to know who touch you yeah it touches me <laughs> it was wanna... so, it's not, i'm the i am completely there with you it, emotion it, the emotions it brings out in me i'm i gotta be honest i wear my heart on my sleeve i am a crier it doesn't take much and that music <laughs> a part of entry is i'm away yes it's yeah. such like I, a unique I, thing person to have on a podcast too like that's so random but like so cool exactly yeah, I didn't expect him to agree. I just shot a random email out, and then especially <laughs> so early on, it's different now because we're a brand and people kind of know who we are. But at that time, we were nobodies. And to get yeah. someone that big that had such an impact on Islands of Adventure, and it was he he still could talk about it like he did it yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was probably 20 years ago that he composed that music. They even went into the studio, didn't he, and pulled out the original files, wow. sound files. Yeah. 
Yeah. He sent us stuff. I'm not humble bragging at all, but stuff that Just isn't played bit. in the parks anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, the thing about that episode was what I expected to hear was a guy just talking about music that I enjoy. But like what I got was he was taught all of the canon stories of those areas in order to write the music. And he just took it all in. Like he really absorbed it. And he was it was almost like he was the guy who who helped to create that um, that feeling out of the stories that yeah. had been written. Yeah. I mean, when I set the podcast up, Mike Aiello was like, he's the guy I want more than anybody else. And once I've got Mike Aiello on, I can stop. But we've had Mike on about three or four times at this point. <laughs> wow. but, but Bill is probably still one of the best interviews oh, I've ever absolutely. done. absolutely. Just to hear his passion about it. I mean, I understand where you're coming from thinking he wouldn't want to do it. But as soon as you hear him talking about it and how much he loves talking about it, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean he's, it's amazing that he's still so attached to that himself, even as the creator. That's, I love that. It's awesome. And, and yeah, it's weird. We interviewed Howard Drossen, the guy who did mm -hmm. most of the music for Marvel Superhero Island, and he's never visited that park. That's weird. What? All, all, You've never been there. The music. No, yeah, the guy who made the music. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we've it's never been so there. So strange. Two conversations. Yeah, we do that a lot on this podcast. I worry about it that sometimes we talk in different, ah, or have different normal. things going on. So, for people who are listening to us that have not listened to this, do you know what episode number that is? Because they should definitely go listen to that episode. I want to say it was it was our year anniversary episode, so I want to say it was episode 28. Jeez. Oh my gosh, that sounds about right. 28, and now you're 531. Oh my I didn't know it was that old. And I thought it was early. like Man, middle. Really, that would be like us right now reaching out to someone who composed songs at Highlands and be like, yeah. Come on this shitty podcast and talk to us hey. about sorry. Talk to us about the thing that we love so much. Yes. Hey, you episode twenty eight. Sorry. Yeah, episode twenty eight. Everyone go listen to the UUOP episode twenty eight. That's please. the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, episode twenty eight from a million years ago. Shout out even while they're here. <laughs> the two hosts that were on that episode aren't even with us anymore. That's how long ago. It wow. Was. Yeah. You know, when I listened to that, I, 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 and I mean, you know, we don't have to get into this conversation, but thinking how long your podcast has lasted, and we've been listening to the more recent things, listening yep. that far back and hearing voices that are no longer there. Yeah. I feel like I want to listen to all of them just to hear how the story unfolds of like what happened to those it people. Makes me wonder how who I'm going to replace these guys with. Yeah. Like who's coming next? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. To be fair, I think Hunter's bigger than we are now. I was going to say, we are a lot of ladies. <laughs> so speaking of recent episodes, I mean, like I said earlier, listening to you guys and before we started doing this, I found myself just talking back to you so much and be like, oh, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I have to go back to some recent things that you guys have brought up, just things that I <laughs> wanted to talk to you about. One of which, the Today Show Cafe. I'm obsessed with that place and feel that yes, people yes. were slow to come around to how great it is there. And to hear you guys talking about it and how good of your experience has been makes me feel good that it's not just us who are loving the Today Show it's Cafe. It's amazing. Oh, my it's favorite. very quick and easy and just yeah. good. Yeah. Everything well, was good. Yeah, I usually don't eat that kind of food, but I did have an amazing experience there this last time. I was like, you know how sometimes you just feel dead? Like, there's no way I'm going to have fun right now because I'm so tired uh -huh. It's been a long day or whatever. And I think it was maybe the day that we got there. It was our first day. So we'd had all this traveling or whatnot. And I just popped in there and ordered one of their nitro coffees. Oh, that was good. I mean, I was literally in the building for maybe 90 seconds. I came out with this wonderful, heady cup of cold nitro brew that just, I mean, it brought up my whole evening. And Zine had some too, so. It was good. 
Yeah. I mean, you know how good that place is. The, the first time we went in when we came over in 2019, it hadn't been opened that long at that point. Um, but how much effort Universal are putting into it that executive chef Steve Jason was in there was. just pulling coffees for random guests. And we were like, okay, that's like to see someone that high up at Universal just in the Today Cafe at the mm-hmm. front of the park. But yeah, it's, it's our favorite. I think it's the place on property we've eaten at the most at this yes. point and that yes. includes going way back to our first trips as well although i am still very upset with them at the moment for what because they took away my matcha green tea puff oh that was never my oh, thing i love puffs because <laughs> <laughs> i bought with sure. <laughs> but maybe if it was it would be there i like i, know. I mean every every pastry we've had there has been good like every yeah. one yes that pop tart yeah. Their croissants good. are really good. I had oatmeal there, and it was even like the best oatmeal I've had in my life, or something. Yeah, it was really. really I will try it up. It was. It was, it was good. Yeah. It was like fruit and um, what's it called? Chia seeds or yeah, it's not chia, chia seeds. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes. But yeah, what, are chia, what are everybody really called? Chia seeds. What? Chia seeds. No. It's not like a. Yeah, but they call them something quinoa? else. Quinoa. No, yeah, no, no, no. I was okay. gonna, I was thinking the same thing, mom. That's crazy. But chia. I don't know. I have no idea. It's just chia seeds. Okay, we're crazy. <laughs> no, acai. 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 Thank you. Thank you. To but it bits. is. It's, just, it's one of those places like Fast Food Boulevard that before Fast Food Boulevard was Fast Food Boulevard, nobody went in there. And when the Beverly yeah. Hills Boulangerie was in um, where the Today Cafe is, nobody went in it. And now it's packed all the time. So I, yeah, I, I I'm will... glad you bring that up because I, from a marketing perspective, I feel like the Today Show is a perfect thing to put at the front of the park. Oh, I lo- it looks yeah. so People good. love interacting with that show, like whether yeah. they're in New York or just watching it and just being able to go in there and buy one of the mugs that previously pretty much only yeah. got in New York. I will say this, though. The idea that no one went into the old spot, it was actually our biggest every morning tradition to stop okay. there and get a bacon and egg croissant and a slice of cheesecake. That was our go-to breakfast It was the Cheesecake Factory, day. wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Cheesecake Factory. Was it official or it was, was it just a Cheesecake It was like a Cheesecake Factory Express. They had like Cheesecake Factory cheesecakes. Yeah. But we loved it. I mean, we, yeah. I When they closed that, I was sad, like truly sad. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the Today Show Cafe opened and we went, could not have been any happier. It That's was, weird how they replace yeah. something you loved with something you still love. Sometimes that happens. In the case of Hitchcock and Shrek, that did not happen. As I clearly said in my last episode, my biggest disappointment in universe. So, did you? So, you guys were never there. So, that I'll bring that up. So, you guys, you said your first visit was oh four. No, what did you say? Yeah. So you never got to do Hitchcock or anything like that. No. No. Confrontation. We missed out on. Um, Yeah, Hitchcock. Hitchcock hurts because I'm a big fan of Hitchcock. So amazing. Oh, Tracy, I'm so sad for you then. And you never got to have a horrible Hitchcock bathroom either. <laughs> Maybe in um, Epic Universe that'll change. They're not ever going that to be Hitchcock. I just no. stop teasing. I remember you. last time you said that you you said like you better not tease me, and I was like, what if I made like a fake article that was like about how there might be an Alfred Hitchcock ride and <laughs> put like cruel. fake patterns in I there would and hate you for life. trick you? It would be really killing me at the moment because we know two like we're really close friends with two people who are working on Epic Universe, and they won't tell me anything about it. They won't tell you anything about it. Tracy has the inside media. track. <laughs> They've told me nothing, but I'm having a great fun watching them up. Oh, they haven't. Told- <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, fine. Go ahead. And, I mean, for Zine's sake and for my sake, throw it out there and say, is there any chance a Hitchcock ride is coming? I'm sure they're going yeah. to say no. But they're no. going to say no, no. comment. No, no, no comment. comment. Right. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I think on the last one I brought up, I wonder if anything still exists from that ride. Someone should be able to answer that for us. Like, 
does anything still exist from See, that See, that's, that's the thing. Like, So we've talked before about doing like the VIP tour. Have you guys ever done that? No. No, no. It's yeah. a and lot of money. I'm afraid that if we... Yeah, it's ridiculous. But I'm afraid that if we did do it, we they wouldn't have the answers for us that we would ask. <laughs> we would ask so much. They would be like, uh-huh. That is not like, what why are you we're here for. Yeah. I think there's supposed to be... I remember doing like a hidden details section for the podcast a few years ago and i'm sure there are there are sections of the hitchcock set still somewhere in whether they're there now with say, it being pulled probably, bits, not. probably not right now but up until up until it closing as far as i'm was aware there was, yeah that's what i wanted yeah. to say um wow. still inside the building it's like i know a lot of the confrontation stuff is still kind of inside the mummy building because they just couldn't move it Mm. That's scary. Lee, like. how do you get to the point where you could see all of that? Do you have to work for them? Like, do you have to be the best podcaster ever? Like, where do you just know to be that person who can see all just, of the back? I know as far as far as the confrontation stuff in Mummy, if you do the it's called the production tour. So that basically like right. the, the MIB one, the one at Fallon and Velocicore. So you can ask yeah. a team member and we'll take you down. I'm sure you can they point it out from that. It's not we need to do them. We haven't done that. I yet. know. It's it's um that's but as far thought. as the, the Hitchcock thing in Shrek, it's just there's there's articles all over the internet mm-hmm. for stuff like that. And it's basically just being far too nerdy about Universal Orlando. Yeah. Have you guys done the, the MIB production tour? Yes, millions yes, of times. No, they're they're back to doing it now. They weren't doing uh, it for a little bit during the pandemic, yeah. but the last time we were there, they were. Doing I wonder. It. I want to see if my name is still in the guest book. No way. Surely it is. They don't replace those. There's like eight of them. The guest books? Yeah, I guess yeah. you're in there somewhere. Not enough people do it to. Because they used to do one, the Forest Tour in ET, but I'm, as far as I'm aware, I know like a long-time team member from ET doesn't work there anymore. I don't think there's many of the original team members who would even know that Forest Tour mm-hmm. now. It's a shame. But that would have been a cool one. So now yeah. that you brought up ET, I have to ask Tracy. <laughs> yes. How is it possible that any warm-blooded human on Earth could hate ET? I don't understand this. Is it ET I as a person that... or? Yeah, or the you said warm-blooded. <laughs> yeah. it's an assumption um, i shouldn't make yeah well you need to go back to et being released in the cinema yeah i remember and clearly being traumatized as a child by oh. et so you're um, afraid of et so it is et as a person that you don't like it's okay i can't I can't put my finger on it. And to be honest... Your finger... Was that a pun? Was that a play on E.T.'s finger? <laughs> of course. Yes, I planned that one. To be fair, let's be honest, as far it's... as that attraction, that second half is an acid trip. Yeah. yeah. It's that crazy. Absolutely, 100%. Oh, it's really weird. You've mentioned that that's part scary. So I don't actually hate it. It got played up a lot for the for the podcast. Oh, good. Um, of course. But it, there are parts of it that just make me uncomfortable. Although we've been having a thing recently, haven't we? Because... Something that we always used to bring up and point out. Oh, yes. Apparently doesn't exist, and we are finding no records of it anywhere. <gasps> and there's no way that we could have all imagined a specific alien that looks like it has three female appendage- appendages or four. Wait, How are we talking about- Wow. Yes. Yeah. We've right, talked hold on. About- hold on. I have it, I, it. It's all ingrained in my mind. So let's walk me through in what section you think that thing is in. It's so past the welcome. Home, home. Yeah, it's on home planet. It's on a corner. <laughs> yeah, it's right before corner, you turn left. Turn... Yeah, Mad Dog. We are completely creeped out by her. Right? No, she's still there. Yeah. The one that looks like a characters. messy yeah. drag queen. 
Yeah. Yes, thank you. Well, she's not in the ride anymore, and we can't find oh, they've any. Covered, oh, they've covered her over. Yeah. Something. It's not. Wait, she's gone. Something. You're saying that you. Wait, hold on. We're all shook. You mean right the one now. with. Shooketh. We are as well. The one with dreadlocks. She... The bad looking no, drag queen. She's like, still there. No, oh, she's still there, because as far as we were aware, there was a triple breasted alien in E.T. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Booby alien we in, our, in our brains, but then we've gone back and watched walk. I've watched YouTube videos from years ago, and I, it's definitely not there. Have we imagined it? Yeah, and that's been the, the traumatic part for me. Wait, what? So, I guess <laughs> yeah. it's a man, so it's a Mandela effect. Yeah, it must be. They somehow be. they've somehow rode an ET ride version <laughs> in an alternative <laughs> timeline that we have not been part of. Guys, or totally blacked out and forgotten. are we talking about totally the same recall. alien? No, they're talking about a no, different one. No, it's an alien in the a background. A three-titted right? alien in E.T. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that apparently isn't there, but we've somehow conjured it up in our minds. Yeah, that is total. Wait, I think you've, you've merged in some alternative universe. There was oh, a total recall, recall ride yeah. and an E.T. ride, and they, they must yeah. set in the same place in the different universe. And the Malibis got to experience the E.T. total recall merger. <laughs> at the end, E.T. Oh, pulls a, a thing out of his nostril to say, you saved me, thank you. Yeah. It's funny at the moment that all the E.T. fans are going crazy because apparently they've replaced the scent in yeah. the queue and it's like, sacrilege, how dare you? How dare you ruin E.T.? Well, I just read that because I was worried. I, I am one of those people. We actually have the E.T. scent in our house. <laughs> Fun yeah, fact. Tan turns True. it on in his room sometimes. But, I read that Universal said that's complete BS, that they haven't changed anything over there. And that's yes. just people freaking um, out for nothing. So uh, there's a ton of new sites posted that they have changed the smell. Someone I know tweeted Universal and they went, no, nothing's changed. I, I tend to believe Universal in this and people just I freaking think out I believe that people's scent just changes over time. I chose yeah. not to even read that article because I know that I can't judge until I smell it myself. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Good yeah. point. Yeah. But I can't say last time we were there, which was, I mean, when was that? July. May, no, not July. June. No. Well, you guys were there since we've been. Did you ride E.T.? Yes. And yes, did we it, did. Did it smell any different? I'll be honest, I don't ever notice the smell. Are I think you there kidding? Must be something wrong with my olfactory senses. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts <laughs> of that ride. Um, no, it, it, it just smelled like pine toilet cleaner, like it normally does. <laughs> um, oh. I do want to clarify, though. I do, I do appreciate parts of that ride. I mean, that that queue, that queue, that line area is absolutely amazing. As is, as of being Universal fans, at the end of the day, it is the only original attraction still in the park. So it has to have, it has to have a place there because they take everything else out. I mean, yep. would I throw yeah. it the spaceship to have Jaws back? Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> I remember last time we were there, we saw a ton of like team members, like weird people that like got special access to the ride and they all like got on and they all had like clipboards and stuff and it was really scary because i was like what if they're like taking away the ride or something yeah there was one we did cat in the hat when we were in september oh, we did, and there yes. was a group in front of us they were uh they're basically like a ride quality yep. management team yes mm -hmm. so we were we were watching them, but they were on cat in the hat in front of us and we went through that ride going i love cat in the hat but my God, it needs some TLC. It does need TLC. Oh, yeah. Laura has this conversation every time we're there. Like, we yeah. love that ride. I'm, I'm sure you've heard us say it ranks really high on our ride list. Yeah. But Laura's pointed out many times that it just needs a little bit of tiny attention yeah. to put it back over yeah, to that, the top. Yeah, that ride just always reminds, makes me think now about team management and how it needs to be. I mean, there are just some things that are easy to do. If there are things that are easy to do, there's no excuse yeah. not to do them. No. Yeah. Well, in Cat in the Hat, there's one, I can't remember which of the animatronics, its eyes are wonky. 
Yeah, and you're that right. It throws you off. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a simple fix, surely. It's yeah, just it's very slowed it down. That ride. Do you know? I thought they'd slowed it down as well. It yeah, it's spinning. annoying. It used to well, be a little more years. thrilling. That place where there are all of the circles that are spinning above you, in you're supposed to be spinning in the opposite uh -huh. direction, which makes you feel like you're spinning really fast. And that's what they took out. So I, yeah. I hate it because you see those things spinning and you're like, well, yeah, I'm not spinning. Yeah, this isn't fun. I love that ride, though. I shouldn't say this isn't fun. I do love that yeah. ride. So when Zine was talking about the last time we rode, or not the last time, but one of the times we rode E.T. and that team was in front of us, when they came out, they were standing there in the corner before you go into the store behind those trees. And then I came out of the store and stealthily hid behind the trees the so trees. I could hear what they were talking about because I was so worried at the time. And it turns out that they were just onboarding managers who were, like, getting upgrades or, you know, promotions right. or whatever. And they were literally just a universal staff, like, taking them around, re-educating them to, like, all these different rides and all the little things. And I thought, how cool is that, that even people who are getting promotions within the park, it seems they might take around and just, like, you know, you have to rekindle experience the fire it, and at love least of every all once that stuff. in a while to know what you're doing. Yeah. It's a shame because over the years of doing this, we've heard so many people in Facebook groups or whatever, obviously, they go for the Wizarding World, and the Wizarding World is the new hotness, you know, it's it's exactly what a theme park land should be. And then they go out to the rest of the parks and see the rest of it and go, well, it just, the rest of it mm. looks dated compared to Diagonally and, and Hogsmeade, which it does to a certain extent. Oh, uh, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, we're all fans and we forgive that. And I never considered that, oh, that yeah. as someone who's going in, if you went into Universal side and went straight back to Diagon Alley, and then went to experience everything else, it would be a letdown. I mean, yeah. how could it not be? That is such a magical, unbelievable... That's like Islands of Adventure. It's just over-the-top, thematically immersive mm -hmm. compared yeah. to the rest of it, you know, is is what it is. And I love that stuff. I I mean, I think I've said before, I prefer... I love Islands of Adventure. Love it, love it, love it. M a most amazing theme park ever. But if I had to pick between the two, I'm picking the Universal side. Like Just because of nostalgia, it. though. I just like the comfort over there. I like the laid back. Yeah. I like to just hang out. I like to go in and do my little things and then move on. I mean, you look at Hogsmeade. Like, Hogsmeade changed the face of theme parks oh, it everywhere. Without Hogsmeade, you don't get Pandora in Animal Kingdom. You don't get Galaxy's Edge at yeah. Uh, yeah. Hollywood Studios. It changed what theme parks were. Yep. And then Diagon Alley doubled down on it even yep. more. Mm -hmm. I mean, we heard the story of when they were building Galaxy's Edge that they sent their Imagineer team over. And they walked into Diagon Alley with apparently they'd originally had a budget of, was it $500 million? Wow. And they walked out of Diagon Alley, went back to Disney and went, yeah, we need a billion. Yeah. Oh my God, that's insane. <laughs> I'm so glad that Disney didn't get the Wizarding World. Oh, Can you imagine yeah. what that would have been? Like, that would have just These made podcasts Universal might not look have like exists. worse. Universal would yeah. probably be closed exactly. by now. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it would definitely be on a different level. And we would all be missing out because much like yeah. our Star Wars experience, we would want to experience Harry Potter only to get there and find out that we can't. Jaws probably would have yeah. turned into like a Minions world or something. <laughs> oh, God. Do you, guys think I mean, the, do you guys think the new Minions replacing Shrek is true? I, I typically, I'm not so sold, but maybe. What is that thing right. you sent us the other day? I didn't read it. The Dark Ride thing. Well, That's pretty cool. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Oh, the elevator thing, the yeah, elevator theme park. Right, yeah. So as far as the Minions thing, Alicia Stella at Theme Park Stop is posting that, and knowing Alicia and knowing how on the nose all her stuff is, I will take that as a 100% guarantee it's happening. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I'm torn on that. Like, I Wait, honestly, are we talking about Minions yeah, or okay. Minions. Shrek? Yeah, where Shrek was at. Yeah. I think the villain con thing makes sense there. 
I think to just double down and say that, you know, this is like the now, what is that it's property called? Minions area. Illumination. Yeah. The illumination area. I think yeah. like villain con would fit in there. I think the concept is cool. Like Zine pointed out when he and I were arguing in the car recently about this. It's not more, it's more of an experience than a ride, I would say, because you're kind of just yeah. walking through it, if you will, shooting at things. Which I guess that's how Shrek was already. It wasn't really a ride. It was more of just a show. So I'm okay with that. I just, I don't know. I think it could be something else. I'm scared of what they'll, what other things they'll turn into minions now, though, honestly. Surely they won't keep going. Yeah. They're going to walk around the park with know. a minions gun. Universal could <laughs> be minions land one day. <laughs> minions. Welcome to I mean, minions think... land. I think if they'd have realized how big Despicable Me was going to be, I think Kids Zone would have been super yeah, safe. Yeah, it's yeah. It would yeah. have made perfect. Very good point. That, and maybe that's what they're working towards now. And I love the Despicable Me. I, I used to love it. I do not like it now that they've taken out the 3D glasses. I think yeah. it's not very cool anymore. Yeah, what was that about? I think oh. it was guest complaints of having too many 3D attractions in the park and people getting nauseous. I mean, See, okay. they shouldn't have replaced Jimmy Neutron. No, I agree with that. No, they well shouldn't too. have replaced Hanna-Barbera as well. They shouldn't have replaced. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I missed that one, so. <laughs> Hanna-Barbera was awesome. You had Scooby. You had Yogi. Yeah. You, and it would bring more 80-year-olds to the park. Oh, Whatever. You missed that, too. Yep. And Jimmy Neutron was fine. Our kids were of the perfect age to love Jimmy Neutron. but it was That's irrelevant. Hard. Now. Yeah, no one cares about Jimmy Neutron. I also miss Nickelodeon <laughs> Studios. Just saying. I do miss that. Yeah, actually, yeah, we need to talk about this on our podcast sometime about Nickelodeon having been there. That was the thing that when I was watching Nickelodeon as a kid made me want to go to Universal, although yeah. I didn't get to, but I wanted to. So I don't, I, I don't want to presume that I know your ages, but I'm assuming you're nearly the same, <laughs> close enough to the same age as Laura and I, since your children are yes, that same age. We're all 29, right? I'm not embarrassed. I'm 47. Oh, that's good. No, we're, you don't. Forty-seven. We're, we're, we're forty-four, so we're very close. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, yeah, you're going to I'm shout out your age. I'm forty-seven. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. For a couple more months. So imagine standing in line at Nickelodeon Studios, where they had Super NESs in line for you to just pick up controllers wow. and play wow. games on. I mean, how cool nice. was that? I mean, I just think awesome. back. It was great. And we didn't have iPhones at the time. You guys are yeah, thinking exactly. We don't need that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, like well, every they other had post me convinced still be cool. as a child. <laughs> in West Virginia, pretty much isolated from everything in the world. They had me convinced that if I went to Orlando, I would like live see everything happening that I saw on Nickelodeon all the time. Because sometimes they would be there with a microphone and interviewing kids who were there. And I was just like, that blew my mind that I could be like a kid just on TV being interviewed by the famous Nickelodeon people. I have to live to see that time capsule being yeah. released. When are they bringing I think that like up? 20... Yeah. 40 something. I don't know. I'll look. I hope to God, Zine, that you live that long. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like 30 something. I think it's 50. I don't know. Hold on. Keep going. Don't have how quickly the last couple of decades have gone. It'll be here before we know it. Exactly. I really think that, I mean, the last two years have flown by in insane oh, amounts. Yeah. Uh, they don't April, count. It will do not open until April 30th, 2042. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's what I found. That's in 20 more years. You can, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can make it. Well, where I'll make is it. it? For a while, wasn't it at the Nickelodeon um, Resort? Hotel? Yeah. Then they closed that. So I think it it's now? at their offices now, I think. That's what I heard last time. So, wait, time. you're telling me they dug it up Do and you they guys just have enough file cabinet? No. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I think it's at like, all, their headquarters. Yeah. Nickelodeon headquarters? Yes. 
Well, that's super boring. It we need to make an there. episode. What's about... crazy is I remember being at the that um. You know what I'm saying. That resort, that one time we stayed there. Why did we stay there? I don't know. Oh, wait, but I remember stepping on this like green thing, and that's what it was. Like, isn't yeah, that crazy right that the like? I didn't know that's what that was at the time, but now looking at it, that's crazy. We stayed there the year that it closed, actually, which was pretty funny. That's crazy. Okay. I think it's a Margaritaville resort now, which you guys don't like Margaritaville, I've heard. Lay more than me. I have absolutely no desire to ever set foot in that restaurant again unless I want nachos. Sorry. I, kinda, I, I cannot I argue feel with that you way at all, after Lee. the last time we were there. <laughs> It's ridiculous because before we went before we went to it this last time, we rated it as our number one city walk restaurant. Yep. And I'm like, what? Like we I after we went this last time I was like, I don't ever want to come in here again. But that is I But think it is, is getting remodeled, so I'll yeah, have to it. Yeah, it was remodeled and it was like slower because of that remodel because all of the seats it was just But weird. listen, that is like the perfect story of Margaritaville for me, is that it has great peaks where we've had the best times there. Thanksgiving dinners with parties of 20 people loving it to the worst experience ever for years of not going. So it's not like a restaurant. It's like a family member at this point. Kind of. Yeah. Sometimes you hate it. Our kids love it, it. And we go <laughs> yeah. with groups and they have fun there. I mean, it is definitely, it is the restaurant that you'll love and it'll stab you in the back. We've definitely time. had more Thanksgivings there than we've mm -hmm. had at my mom's house. <laughs> That's wow. sad and true. That's I mean, crazy. to be fair, this is worst places to have Thanksgiving. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Lee. You're right. Even of all the options, <laughs> really, with the food that you have, you have. I don't care. I'd rather be like we don't celebrate oh, Thanksgiving, you, you, but if we did, yeah, I would rather be at Margaritaville at Universal Orlando than sat here. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Though, I'm, speaking of restaurants and touch mm -hmm. and go, uh, coming back to a recent episode of yours, you guys talked about going to Confisco and being underwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And very, I, very much so. I, I really, I really think you need to retry it, probably with Wait, us. Wait, I wanted to ask though. I know that you had <laughs> talked about the atmosphere of upstairs not being good. Um, was it more than that? Like, did you? Was it the food that you didn't like also? The food was, eh. it was nothing special. It felt like we were just sat in the middle of a corridor. There were, it was soulless. There was no atmosphere. There was us and another family in there. Very noisy family with lots of little kids. And this server was run off her feet she was by herself so you know she couldn't help that she did the best she could she was great the but menu it was, it was just wasn't it was great honestly meh. maybe I, we should have been downstairs you know as universal fans getting into the navigators club is like the pinnacle when they yeah. opened that up for pass holders like oh my god like we tried to get the navigators club for the week our last weekend and what they wanted to charge us was ridiculous uh, yeah. let's not go into that um so with it being open and being able to get in there, we're like, because we've never to. been up there. You just felt like it was going to be awesome. Yeah, because it's like the, it's that secret place that you'd never get to go, and it was just kind of like, oh, well, that, it is, that it? it's just, it is, yeah, it's not very decorated. It is incredibly lame up there. I would not say yeah. like if that was my experience of Confisco, I would not like it. The views up there no. are amazing. Yeah, it's great yeah. for taking pictures up there. Yeah. Um, but you could eat downstairs and then go upstairs to take pictures. Right. That was yeah. my advice, is that we love yeah. sitting on the back patio. If you come out, if, you know, you guys know, we're the backwater girl or backwater bar. You talk bar. about it every episode. Yeah. I love it. Is, I love it. There's like one to table. It's There's tucked one away table. there. It's, it feels like you're VIPs. It's back towards like the bathrooms that are back there, which are also mm -hmm. great bathrooms because no one ever goes to the How's that table there. always open for y'all? No one ever goes back there. We always, we, we sit there for hours in that like back little Watching covered area. Watching people walk into, um... Seuss Landing. I just think that if you guys sit back there with that atmosphere of people watching, 
the bar there is great. It's easy yeah. to have and the drinks. Food is good enough. The food is. I think the food is good. But I really honestly, do. We do tots on that patio more than anything. We do a lot of tots. We normally go over. We <laughs> normally, as soon as we sit down, we send somebody to order drinks at the bar. We send another party to order every tot. Uh, that let's they be have honest. We send eggs. one of you boys to the tots. One of you boys to the bar, and we, we sit. And it's great. We <laughs> love it. Yeah. I've just never I like done that in my life. Yeah, so I think. Yeah. The decision to go upstairs was probably a bad one. I think it would have been. It would have been better because you know the atmosphere especially at a theme park, is half the battle when yep. going to a restaurant. Well, We've been downstairs before as well. Yeah. So we know how nice it is downstairs. Yeah, it's, it's really cool in there. I just I, I just yeah. hope that you guys will erase your memories from your last upstairs experience. Try it again, maybe on the back patio oh. with some drinks and some tots, an appetizer, and really enjoy it. Well, I think fresh. it's pretty good. Yes. If yeah. you've listened to any of our episodes in the last seven years you'll know our initial experience at cowfish is probably the worst restaurant experience we have ever had in our ever. life and now you love it and now that our favorite yeah. places on property i think we should just, try it again too we're gonna have to give it another try too zine loves that you bring that up because our initial experience at cowfish hasn't we have never went back i don't since think it was then. as bad as yours because i haven't yeah. listened to that episode but it sounds like it was all bad it was horrendous oh, it was awful. and i've recently listened to your episode with the uh, theme park duo and they mentioned that it smelled funny in there. They said the smell really? of the American food combined with... I was going to oh, say, like, burgers that. and fish. Yeah. I've Actually, never noticed that. It, the, like, the appearance of the place was our top-rated part. Like, we love the atmosphere. It was the food that we really... I mean, it doesn't help that we all, all four of us came back sick after that yeah. visit. So that was not... All four of us literally just... Well, just you. And just Justin Christina. You. Justin Christina didn't feel good either. Yeah. Okay, I was fine. The Bergushi was, I think, abysmal. I don't understand people's love. <laughs> I don't ever want to see it again. I had, I had the All-American Cheese Bergushi when we were there in September, and, and I'm not a huge sushi fan. I loved it. I love sushi. I do not love the Bergushi. I just ordered the biggest platter of sushi going, yeah, and then I just sit there and make a pig of myself. There was I like think that's smart, Tracy. It was like nine of us at the table, and Tracy had the most expensive item on the menu. The atmosphere I'd... and stuff there is really cool, too. I think like I think the so building too. is really yeah. pretty. The seating yeah. is nice, and the that fish thing yeah. at the bottom for like the kids is really yes. cool. I, love yeah. I would yeah. say exactly the same as what you've just said to us about confisco. Give it a second go. Yeah, yeah I think we, we should. Shall. Next time. We will. We definitely yeah. will. Just because I think that, that goes with any that goes with any of the restaurants on City Walk because we had a bad experience at Tucson the first time we, we went, and again we went back in September and had a oh. phenomenal. Yeah, we'll go. We'll That's go back again. That's been an uphill one for us, too. Our first trip there was mid. I mean, it wasn't awful. It was good enough for us to keep going back. But this last time, it was it was very similar to what I hear you guys describing. Service was unbelievable. Chef came out and, like, talked to us and stuff. I mean, it was yeah. – except for – I think one of you loved the cocoa-encrusted tenderloin. Pork? Oh, that was me, yes. I think Dave got that one. It was awful. Like, or you got it. Like, he shared Thank everyone you. else's. It was so dry and so bad. Like, it was unedible. Like, he ended up eating off of everyone else's plate because it was wow. not good. I think and Charlie really got it. About meat and it was so succulent. Yeah. I, I hope it, oh, well, it yeah. sounds like it was his. Yeah, was it was just a one-off. I mean, I feel like what, what yeah. you described was delicious. But, I mean, that sounds so good. Yeah. But a lot of people, they only get one shot. Yeah. yeah. So, Every dish should come out perfect. It's difficult, though, That's isn't hard it? to do. At yeah, that capacity, is. that is very difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's a giant it's restaurant. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, to put out anything of quality in that size restaurant. 
that's just it's too much pressure to put on anyone that works in a kitchen. I mean, that's one of the hardest jobs. We sat downstairs last time and it was like legit a different experience because of how big that restaurant is. There's just so much more things to see. Agree, especially now because I know since COVID, a lot of the the really struggling resort wide for staff. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a friend of mine that works at Antihitos, and I know that every restaurant at City Walk is really understaffed because they just can't get people back in. So that'll affect things as well. You mentioned mm-hmm. Antietos. We went there for the first time on our last trip there, I think. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, we had a great time. I love Antietos. Yeah, they convinced us to go, remember? Oh, was it you? No, Laura was there. Couldn't remember the name when you were talking about on the podcast. I know you put it in the in the rundown then. I wasn't going to bring it up because far be it from me to start pulling people up for getting names wrong. But uh, you were like, a Mexican restaurant. I'm sat there listening going, it's Antihitos. It's called Antihitos. <laughs> we really need to work on that using the correct names for everything. Oh, we're so bad at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yes. We oh, just talked from the heart. Yeah. Antihitos is taking photos off the menu. Love and they were amazing. Wait, no, that wasn't on the menu when we were there, even. I would have got that for... Oh, no, that's what I got. Wait, you're saying that's not on the menu? It Apparently wasn't so. last time. Oh, no, who told you that? I can't remember. We got told that it's off the menu. What did you... Oh, that yeah. was good. That was my favorite thing. Okay. Yeah, Seb? I like the table-side guacamole. Oh, table-side that was guacamole. so cool. I really enjoyed the table-side guacamole. I thought that was cool. I just love it whenever you can involve another person, like this guy. This whole new guy came out to do that, and it was fun. The desserts were yeah. good? Oh, Man, yeah. I really, yeah. I, and they had live music the whole time. Which was, yeah, that was awesome. There. And Tahito's good restaurant. It's better than Margaritaville. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Wait, yeah. one more thing about, about Mar- Margaritaville and views, because we were talking about views um, from the Navigators Club. If you ever go in there again, you need to go up to the top floor of Margaritaville and back on the back deck out behind the Oh, bar. it's amazing. It's have so quiet. Have you guys Right, it's I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know it had an upstairs. No, uh, right. It's awesome. Well, we've been pushed to that upstairs because we sometimes have large parties and we get pushed up there. But beyond being upstairs, there, Laura's right. There's a patio that they don't ever seat anyone on, and you can just you walk can out just there. You can just hang out there. It's an amazing And you can see all of CityWalk. Oh. You can see all of Islands. It's amazing. Nice. It's a great yeah. photo uh-huh. spot. Good picture spot. Our kids like to order their appetizers, and then when they arrive, they pick them up and ditch us and then take them out to the patio like it's their own nice. VIP appetizer <laughs> eating areas. Because it's basically kids how table. it is. Kids table out yeah. on the patio. Sure. I like that. It's exclusive. Idea. Yeah. I think Margaritaville is just like I think last time we went when we had a bad experience we just were all tired because it was like really late at night. Ten o'clock. We had had a long day, and it was just us four. I feel like Margaritaville is like good for big parties. I feel like. Yeah, you might be right. I think it's just a hit or miss. It it depends on the situation, on if it will hit or miss. It's just one of those one of those things now for me. Like I like Bubba Gum, but again with with Antihitos and Cowfish and Big Fire and Vivo, there's so many and Toothsome. There's so many other places that I would rather go than go to a Hard Rock or a Margaritaville mm-hmm. or a Bubba yeah. Gum. But this Lee, fair I, enough. There is a hundred percent, no doubt, chance you will never see us in a Bubba Gump. I am we've never positive been. of that at this point. The man doesn't like fish. Isn't, beyond that, reason not to go then. There's nothing. I'm sure this has never been brought up the podcast, but. I think Forrest Gump might be maybe the most overrated movie of all time, and <laughs> avoiding Bubba Gump. What is it called? A hot take? Was that called a hot take? Yeah, that's probably a hot yeah, take. Hot I take. understand I'm in the large minority <laughs> on this, but it beat up Pulp Fiction for the best picture of the year. I will never forgive it for that. I think it's oh, a, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, You've that's got better insane. reasons than that. You can't list that one as your main reason. I have a thousand reasons. Yeah. I cannot turn this this into the anti <laughs> Forrest Gump, Gump podcast because I definitely could. 
Ugh. Speaking of what not to turn this podcast episode into, do we want to move on to any other topics today? Yeah, I, I, that's a very good point. I need another drink first, but I think we should um, maybe move on to our other topic of the day. Let's cut this short. We can probably say that the next episode will it's be... It's way too late to cut any of this short. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. We'll short has gone way out the window. Let's cut this off. Continue yeah. our actual topics in the next episode. And we'll see everyone on the other side. For another drink. Thank you for listening to episode 22 of the Universal Family Podcast. Don't forget to add and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was recorded at Big River Media. For more info on them, go to bigriver.media. Our show music is by Spencer Elliott. You can hear more from Spencer and purchase his music at spencerelliott.net. You can also contact us by visiting ufpodcast.com. Follow us on social media at Universal Family Podcast. Get ready to suit up in the last suit you'll ever wear. It'll be ready next Wednesday. Wednesday.